0: circle, a little fun fact is I actually met my husband while he was here interning as a youth intern. This is over 20 years ago. Oh man, I'm 40 years old, so this is like I was 22 years old ago. So uh, it's a long time ago. He was an intern. We met And um, Christina met her husband at that time. And we, you know, we have a lot of fun stories and just ask her about those stories. They're very interesting. And um, so we met, but I have an incredible family. I actually do have that picture. I wanna show y'all my family before we get going. I have my husband who I've been married to for 17 years. I'm probably older older than some of you in this room. Do you have that picture? No. Well, I have three kids. That is my scripture. But we have three kids, um, Lyric, Brave, and Arrow. And there they are. And uh, that's nine and eight. And then my little girl is two and a half years old. She is Cajun to the core. She's very sweet and spicy. So she's like sass all the way. She's just very attitude-y. Pray for her, pray for her. So, and there's a husband. So we, uh, we have a church. And we've been, we just celebrated our eight year anniversary as a church. So we have seen God move. People are getting saved, people are getting set free, they're getting delivered every single week. Every single week you have a picture of our church. And so we're in this big building. Uh, it's kind of like a big warehouse uh, that we have. And we painted it Why It looked like the movie Saw 3. It was really crazy looking. And so we went in and we painted it. I don't know if y'all have a picture of that. If not, it's okay. Um, and so anyway, I'm just so excited to be in a place where there's so many people that are hungry for Jesus. Are y'all expectant this morning? Yeah. Come on, y'all ready to have some fun today? I know y'all did like ride the bull last night. Like, I'm like, I need one of those at our women's event. Come on, I don't know what else to do. We're going to get babysitters. We're going to get off work, put our makeup on finally, you know, do our hair, put some heels on, get a cute outfit on, you know, drive here this morning. We might as well have some church and have fun today and experience the power of Almighty God. I am believing that there's gonna be incredible breakthrough at this, after I'm done preaching. I'm not here just to preach a good message to you. You got the wrong girl. I, I hear, I, I, I don't even love preaching to be honest. The part I love is the end where the response time where you can come and actually respond to everything that the word of God just said. I know God wants to break you free of some stuff. I, wants, I know God wants to break some chains. I don't know about you. I know. Is anyone expectant for God to do something this morning? You didn't come just to have some church. You didn't have, come just to look pretty. You do look pretty. But you came to see God do something fresh and new in your life. Oh, come on. Is it just one person back here? Anyone say, I need an encounter from the God? I need God to do something for me today. So I know I'm I'm small and blonde and little, but man, we're from Fearless and we just we have such a live radical passion. So I feel at home here um, where there's so many in this room that are just so hungry for not church as usual, but for an encounter. Okay, I don't wanna live off of my encounter from last week or yesterday even. Last night probably was incredible. God has something for you this morning. Come on, if you wanna take a hold of what I just said, say amen, amen, amen. Let me read this scripture to you really quick and we're gonna set the stage with the scripture and then we'll get right into this, okay, ladies? 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 12 says this. For God who said let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God. Is from who? All-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, life is at work in you amen the title of my message this morning is the power in the pressure the power in the pressure can we just lift up our hands extend them as high as you can reach them to heaven surrendering everything say god we're here lord we're here god do something fresh in our life transform us, God, from the center to circumference in this place, from every side. I just ask right now, transform our faulty thinking, break off the wrong things. I pray right now, anything paralyzing us from going into our future and our destiny, God, we give those things to you. We ask God that you would just help us make us new today. Lord, I thank you for your life. I thank you for revelation. I thank you, God, for speaking to each one of us. And Lord, at this altar, in a couple of moments. I think there's going to be signs, wonders, and miracles. I ask for the supernatural to take place. Super God, meaning natural us, supernatural signs and wonders. I ask God for healings. I ask for breakthrough in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And everyone shouts, Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. When I think of pressure, ladies, I think of pregnancy. Anyone been pregnant here? Anyone been pregnant? Yes. Nobody's smiling. Everyone's like, ah. Yes. I've been pregnant. And I remember when I told Jeremy that I was pregnant, um, you know, he didn't really, he was happy. He was really excited, but it's like, he felt helpless. And, and to be honest, like men are pretty helpless when it comes to being pregnant. I'm like, you are helpless. You are no help. I'm pregnant. I'm doing all the, and I started like feeling, you know, all the aches and the pains. And I started feeling, Uh, You know, I was feeling like indigestion I was cravings and I had, you know, bloating and all the things. And then Jeremy, I I remember he came up to me and he was like, he had sympathy pains. And, and he's like, you know, it's so funny, I'm, I can't sleep at night either, and I'm having cravings too, and I'm kind of bloated, I'm like, I, I literally was like, I have no sympathy for your sympathy pains, I have no grace for you, which one of us is pregnant? It looks like I am pregnant, so get some Toms, get some Tylenol, and shut up, you know what I'm saying? Amen. So I don't want to hear anymore, so we had, we went through the five S's, you know, uh, the video that, that you watch, the five S's, it's like shush, shush them, and swaddle them, and Sway them and, uh, uh, and and swing them and then and then what is the fifth one like? Shut up! I don't know what the <laughs> like. Be quiet! Slap them! No, I'm not. Just kidding. And I remember that you know with lyric, my first, I had preeclampsia, so um, it was just such a crazy delivery, and it was really traumatic for me. And then brave comes along, and I. He was sunny side up. Is there a lot of men in here? I don't know how crass that can be in here. Okay. There, there, there's a man like, hey, I'm right here. Okay, uh, and, and so then I uh, sunny side up, they had to turn him inside of me. I pushed for two hours with brave. So Arrow comes along, and I'm just thinking, you know, this is going to be like the easiest delivery. She's going to slip and slide right out of me, and it's going to be awesome. And I was in labor with her for the longest time, 28 hours. And I just, you know, I just remember, yeah, such beautiful memories, I'm telling you. And, and I just remember there was one point with, with uh, one of my children. He goes, do you know when to push? And, I, and he goes, you know, you know, do you have a clue? And I said, yeah, it's with the pressure. And he, and he said, do you feel any pressure? I go, I don't feel any pressure right now. And so I didn't know, but he turned off the whole epidural to nothing. He turned it completely off. Then he goes, do you feel pressure? I go, yes, it's like a 15. Get this elephant baby out of me right now. And I, you know, I, I'm convinced, ladies. On my birthday, I should be giving my mom birthday gifts. Like, I, I did nothing to get myself here. She did all the work. Why am I not giving my mother gifts for her birthday? All right, this, I'm going to start a new thing. Any, any mom say, that's good. I'm gonna get, I need to get, with my kids have a birthday? Come on, give me again. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh my goodness, look at that. A true legend in church, front row, front and center, just serving God. Amen, amen. Yes, amen, it's her birthday. They want us to do a shout out in the middle of my message. So shout out to the birthday. <laughs> but there's a picture that I walk by in my house. And it is a picture. I want you to show them that picture I walked by. That is a picture of what I went through and the result of the process that I went through. Y'all have that picture. It's a result of everything that I walked through. And this is a picture of my family, all my kids. And, you know, this is a picture of joy. This is a picture some people went, oh, ooh, you know, because the process will always give birth to a joyful picture if you don't give up in the process see i found that vision gives purpose to pain see because i was going through some pain it didn't make me want to stop and not deliver the baby because i knew what was on the other side of this was far greater than the pain I was experiencing in the moment. See, I didn't want to abort the process because of the discomfort I was feeling because I knew what was on the other side of it was worth waiting for. I knew it was just the temporary pain that I could get through to get to the other side to that vision that I was holding. Vision gives purpose to pain. Because I had a vision of a baby girl in my arms, I could endure the pain of going through a miscarriage 10 years ago. Because I had a vision of having a strong, healthy marriage uh, with someone, then I could kind of endure the loss of, of some failed relationships. Because, Pastor Barbara, you could see a vision of a city, and Pastor Christina, of a city, and women being lit on fire for Jesus, and seeing revival in a city. You can endure some of the weights and the challenges that come with the call. See, vision gives purpose to ba- pain, Because of the joy set before Jesus, he can endure the cross. It wasn't about the pain. It was what was on the other side of the pain. It was an unhindered, unrestricted, pure relationship with his sons and his daughters. So he could be whipped and he could be beaten and he could be spit upon because he knew what was greater on the other side. It was so much greater than the moment. So that's what he set his joy vision gives purpose to pain and many people will be enamored and by the picture and lust over the picture but they don't want to have anything to do with the process many people want to do what jeremy and i do but they don't want to have anything to do with the, the weights and the burdens and the things that we have walked through in order to stand on this stage today see i found the greater the stage the greater the suffering The greater the calling, the greater the crushing. The greater the platform, the greater the pain. If you want to have a great anointing, there's going to be some brokenness in your life. I know this is not an amen, God, but this is the truth. We cannot circumvent the process and expect to get to the promise. It's like saying I want to have the baby but I don't want to go through pregnancy for nine months. It's like saying I want to have that degree but I don't want to go through the education. God's saying, hey you can't get to that promise unless you go through the process. And the process is refining. It's shaping. It's molding you. It's breaking you. It's making you into the woman of God that you need to be the process is not easy we're talking about refining this is the refining god refine me take me to the big things oh you want to do these big things talk about the process god is not preparing the promise he's preparing you for the promise so that when you get to where you are going you will be able to handle everything that you have in your hands y'all catching this the process is dark many times it's dark has have you ever been in the process in in the in between in the wilderness oh he spoke it and then supposed to happen here but now I'm stuck in between what he said and what he should do, what he he spoke and what he's going to do, but why am I in the in-between and it's really dark, but dark rooms develop the best pictures. All the best pictures are coming out of what you are walking through tonight. And we'll hold up a picture of our, what we've gone through and the result of our process and nobody will understand what you went through to get that picture. Not many will understand the pain they want that anointing that you carry. They want to understand the rejections you've walked through, and the people that walked out on you, and the people that betrayed you at times, the people that didn't speak well of you. Anyone else have that happen to you? What you went through during that time, and many times you've you cried, you you've drenched your tears in that pillow. But I want you to know that every tear is watering the seeds of your dreams. God does not waste a pain. God does not waste a hurt. He, he, his, your pain is not, 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 not in vain. It is not pointless. So guess what? Everything the enemy meant for harm, God says, guess what? <laughs> oh yeah. He's going to work it together. He's going to put it in favor for you for the good. Amen. So what do I do? I get 20, 20 vision. I go, oh, I can't run, I'm going to walk. If I can't walk, I'm going to crawl. I'm going because guess what ladies, there's nothing for me behind me. Stop looking in the rearview mirror of life. Behind you never helped you. God says, "I've created you to move forward. I didn't give you back plates of armor. I didn't give you butt plates of armor. I gave you the breastplate plate of righteousness because we're created to be aerodynamic. We're not created to move backwards." So God says, "Keep running in the process keep going why because we have a picture to get to we have a picture do you have that picture right now do you see it right now do you see a flash in your mind that's what we have to get to some of you some of you have beat yourself up that you're not further than you are oh you should be having a party oh we should celebrate right now the fact that you are in this room this morning after all the hell you have been brought through and everything the enemy has said and shouted at you, and everything that's happened in your relationships and your family. You should be dead. Some of you should be strung out. Some of you should be totally depressed, but you're here in this room. It's by the grace of God, and you are fearless. Come on, any fearless women, put your hands together. You're full of courage, full of faith, full of life. Keep going. I have a picture, I have a vision. Vision gives purpose to pain. Now, Paul's saying this in the scripture. I have been feeling the pressure on every side. We can all definitely agree with Paul that we have, have you ever, everything is just going so great, it's going good, and it's not just one thing, it's that everything, all the poop hits the fan all at one time. Yes, if you're loving, you know, with kids, with your marriage, with finances, it's not just one thing. It's that Paul's saying, I've been shipwrecked, I've been beaten, I, I, I've, been, I've been starved, uh, I, I've been all these things. He's, he's gone through, it. he's feeling pressure from all the churches. And he's saying, I feel a lot of pressure on every side. Anyone can agree, we felt some pressure before. Yeah, so we felt, he's saying, I feel the pressure. Now, I found pressure is relative, pressure swelled up at 16 when I had my first breakup uh, and I just felt like it was so I I was so hurt I didn't have the experience to understand that there was going to be things that were harder and more difficult for me to go through so I thought it was the end of the world I thought my life was over at 16 and sometimes I think we can um, minimize someone else's misery because we've graduated from a season when we have to learn to have compassion and empathy, empathy for those that are in that place, because there was once a time when trivial was traumatic. (laughs) Can I say that again? Sometimes we minimize someone else's misery because we've graduated from a season, but we have to have empathy and compassion. Bring those, oh, it's okay, let's, those older ladies in this room, let's do that. This is this is the first time, so I find that pressure is, is relative. Now, now there's three kinds of pressure. I found there's three kinds of pressure. There is um, a self-inflicted pressure. The first kind is of self-inflicted pressure. Now, any single ladies, any single, come on, I'm proud of it, not not ashamed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, uh, single ladies, can y'all help me out here? I want you to give me a vision you know, vision gives purpose to pain as we're talking about this. Give me a vision of, okay, when that man comes riding in on that white horse, the stallion of a horse and man, and he comes in and is, you know, like Fabio, not Fabio, that's not like, it, what is it, Justin Bieber for you guys or whatever? Yes, she screamed. She's loving Justin. Okay. The Bieber doesn't have locks of, of hair flowing. Um, okay, so so let's get him. So what's the vision? So what does he look like when he comes? Hey, baby, let me sweep you off your feet. What does he look like? Is he chiseled? Does he have a leather jacket on? Is, he, he has a leather jacket on. He has his like kind of black pants. Oh, I mean, kind of kind of like your. Own. Oh my gosh, I'm dressed like a man. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he'll be hot. You know, just. It's totally hot. What is his eyes? Uh, eyes brown? Are they kind of hazel? One eyes blue, one eyes green? Um, oh big, like, light brown eyes. Ha- perfect, perfect. Any, any guys back there fit that uh, quota? She's ready for you. Okay, no, 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 yeah. oh. an, an Idris Elba type, yes. Tall, dark, handsome. Tall, dark, and handsome girl. A tall glass of milk chocolate. Okay, anyone else? Anyone else, any girls, single girls, come on, speak it out as though, speak things that are not as though they are, that is a visionary, anyone else? He has to be, he has to be light skin, six foot, um, muscular. muscular, yeah, nice body, intelligent, make sure he knows what he wants, wow, 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 that is, uh, we're going to pray that God gives you the exact measurements, anyone else, one more, one more get a vision speak it out things that are not as though they are we are going to preach it into existence today we're going to speak it into the atmosphere that's what pastor barbara did when she found her husband so we we, we're going to take idris and we're going to get him a retirement okay and money money right amen amen ladies please pay pay everything in jesus name That boy better have a job, J-O-B. That man better have a job. He better not be in the basement of his mom and dad's house playing Nintendo. Okay. And this is what we do. God, I don't ask for much, but at 21, I want to get married, and he's got to have... Uh, green hazel hazel hazelish eyes he needs to be 6.3 feet and a half and then I would like him to have you know not a 12 pack but a 15 pack I know that's not possible God but with you all things are possible, and you know we're gonna. To God, we just you know in two years later I'm we're gonna buy a house, and then the, then a year later I'm gonna have kids. God already told me I'm gonna have twins. I'm actually gonna have twins, and then within five months, five and a half months later I'm gonna. Oh, you can't get pregnant five and a half months later. Nine months later I'm gonna have another child, and it's gonna be a boy. And then and then you know I'm gonna have a, a, a little duck, and then I'm gonna have two dogs and pigeons, and geese and horses, and then we're gonna make a lot of Money, oh yes, we're gonna to go to school a couple of years later, we're gonna get our degree, we're gonna have, we're just gonna be happily ever after. <laughs> of course, we're feeling a little pressure, right? Now, this isn't pressure that anyone else has put on me, this isn't pressure that from God, because I never asked God, this is my plan. This is pressure that I have. We say things like, God, not my will, but let yours be done. But yet we haven't surrendered our will to him in our timelines to him. Come on, in our expectations to God. And he's going, hey, you have to let these things, surrender these things to me. Of course, we're frustrated. Of course, because we've put the pressure and we're always playing catch up. Like we're always behind. And God's going some of the pressure i think is that we're trying to understand what god is trying to produce we cannot try to understand what he's trying to do he tells you what he wants to do i want to heal your body he doesn't say when he's going to do it and he doesn't say how he's going to do it we get all hung up on when and how and when the when and the how don't take place when we think then there's pressure, there's stress, there's anxiety. We have to surrender understanding. Because truth be told, if God really told me the amount of pressure that it would be to pastor a church in Los Angeles, I don't think I would have said yes. So he he leaves out how hard it may be or what it's going to be. He tells you what the call is. He wants you to obey him and trust him. And then when you get in it, guess what? There's, there's a key ingredient I'm going to show you. There's power in the pressure because we're all going to experience pressure. But I want to go over the, the types of pressure. So there's self-inflicted pressure that we go through. We have put this pressure on ourselves. And the next one is the pressure gap. Everyone say pressure gap. Pressure gap. Now lean into this. This is what this is. A type of pressure that is rooted in pride and manifests itself in performance. Now, has anyone been in that gap before? Your your deal with performance, I have. Still do. Rooted in pride manifests itself in performance. The gap is between who I think I need to be and who I believe I really am. When you think you need to be something that you believe that you are secretly not, the pressure is crushing. I'll say that again. When you think you need to be something or someone that you believe, you are secretly not. That pressure's crushing. When pressure comes, some of us begin to perform to a standard we have projected that isn't even true to our purpose. That pressure source is pride and it crushes. The pressure some of us is when when we begin to perform to your standard we have projected that isn't true of our purpose pressure to become to look a certain way pressure to weigh a certain number on the scale pressure to impress someone else, pressure to perform, pressure to be perfect, pressure to get approval from others, pressure—just uh, 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 just name one of the pressure. We have them all in our society. Pressure, pressure, pressure. All of us to be, be to, to pressure to be smart enough, to be good enough. To the, the, that's what society puts on us. I have pressure. I I I, 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 have, I tend to have pressure to be better than instead of being the best version of me. I should be. I try to be a better than person. I try to be a better than wife, better than mom, a better than pastor's wife, a better than worship leader, a better than preacher, and, and that's not what God has called me to be is better than anyone else. I have to be the best version of me that God has created for me to be. The other day, I was like making um, dozens of cookies for the kids in, in the, our, our, our kitchen, and I was going crazy. I'm like sweating, and there's t- rags flying, and... You know, I'm, I'm going crazy, it's loud, and Jimmy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's a bake sale for the kids, and I have to bake the best cookies, you know? He goes, no, you don't. You just can go to the store, get in your car, and go buy some cookies. I'm mean, no, 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 you don't understand. Last year I felt really stupid because all the parents came in with props and they came in with cardboard and they came in with glitter and they came in with actual lights, spotlights for their bake sale table. And then they brought all their props and they put their whole thing up and I didn't have anything. So this time I have to put all this together. And, I, and then he's like, stop, stop. You are trying to be better. It's pressure. You're putting pressure on yourself. That is unnecessary listen the only person I need to be better than is the person I was yesterday yeah. I'll say that again the only person I need to be better than is the person I was yesterday Christy is not a performer God said stop stop projecting an expectation on yourself that is not true of the heart of God Stop doing that. Is this okay? Are y'all learning something this morning? Because I don't know if it's just me, but I have this pressure sometimes to be perfect and to do, and, and no, 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 and that, that's not from the heart of God. So there's the pressure gap, the third thing. And this is kind of what I'm gonna stay on a little bit because this encompasses all of us. This is the pressures of life. This is just stuff that happens beyond my control. A pandemic happens politics government I mean just you name it ladies y'all know there's been our world has been up and not only that our world but then our personal life too then our relationships and our marriage and just things begin to happen that are beyond that we never expected it to happen we were planning on it but life happens doesn't matter who you are things will happen for you that are hurtful that are hard You know, on November 25th, 2019, I got a call that changed my life forever. I got a call from my mom, and she was was crying so much I could hardly understand. She said, your dad is in the church parking lot ground. The paramedics are there, and he's not breathing. He doesn't have a pulse. And I said, do you know if he's alive? And she goes, I don't know if he's alive, but I just need you to pray. And so any prayer prayer warriors in this place? Come on, when you don't know what to do, you start interceding. You start getting on your knees, and you start crying out to God. I didn't even know what to say, but how many know God hears your groanings? He says he hears your cries. He hears your heart. I mean, you, if you don't even know what to pray, you just start crying, and he hears you. And I just began to cry. We were in a hotel room. I was trying to celebrate my birthday, and, and, and I was starting to cry. I was like, God, you're going to heal. And I just started making this like a, 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 a like a hotel of prayer. I just started Raging war against the attack, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I kept calling, and she's my mom said you're going to have to come. And and so my dad, during the span of time where I got a red eye flight to see my father, um, he he died and came to life eight times. Eight is the number of new life and of resurrection. So we knew God was up to something eight times before he got into the hospital bed. So then I get there. And I flew as fast as I could. That flight was the worst flight I've ever gone. I thought in and out my dad wasn't going to make it. I kept calling in the middle of the flight. They said, he's still here with us. Um, My dad had a cardiac arrest. Basically, your whole body shuts down. There's no like... Like a heart attack, you can feel something's happening. Your arm, maybe. There's little certain cursors that show you that oh, I might be having a heart attack. It's like lights on, lights off is cardiac arrest. So I go and I get there, and I go into the hospital room. And you could take some, show some pictures of this while I'm talking. I go and there was so many life support machines on my dad. I had never seen this many in my life. And you could just flash through some of these. I just remember I began to come. O- my dad looked lifeless. He was—he didn't have any color. He was cold to touch, and um, I just went in there and I—I I just began to put my hand on him, and I knew did what only I knew to do. This is our weapons: is prayer, worship, and the Word. So I picked those things up and I used them. Like that, there's no other secret formula. Like it is prayer. Worship in the word, prayer, worship, pray the word, speak the word, sing the word, do it, do it. Th- th- I'm telling you, this is the power of this. I went in there and we, I just began to pray. From that moment, I just out of the corner of my eye saw the nurse kind of move her. You know, she got to the another machine. She started fidgeting with one. I said, hey, what are you doing? She goes, Oh, it's no big deal. I'm just, you know, turning down a medicine because, you know, his blood pressure is kind of coming up a little bit. So I thought I'd just turn it down a little bit. Oh, I go, Oh my goodness. I don't, you're not going to understand, but God's doing a miracle right now. And I knew that was the beginning of God working inside. I kept praying. We had people all over the world. If you didn't hear about it, I mean, people were all over the world. Thousands and thousands and I mean, praying for my dad, praying, contending for my dad's life. I kept speaking the word, the same life that raised Jesus Christ from the grave, let it quicken his mortal body, just quicken it. And that's what we got to say, quicken God, quicken my marriage, quicken my physical body, quicken my kid's life, quicken my finances, quicken life. And I began to preach it, I began to sing it, I began to pray it. And and all of a sudden, there there was a week that went by of us doing this, and the doctor sees me in the hall and he goes, guess what? It's Miracle Sunday. He doesn't even know Jesus. And I go, it's a Miracle Sunday. He goes, Well, we did some tests on your dad. And he 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 actually passed the breathing tests. So I want you to know that we can take this ventilator and this breathing machine out of your dad. And your dad is going to live. He's gonna make it. It's miracle Sunday. I go, Oh my goodness. Can I testify for you this morning? The doctor said that none of his organs would work and he would be on dialysis for the rest of his life. The doctor said that his heart would not beat strong. The doctor said that he would not have any, any thinking. He would be brain dead maybe for the rest of his life. But guess what? The doctors don't have the final report. He holds the final say. And today... He's not on dialysis. Today, his heart is beating stronger than ever before. His mind is sharper than ever before. He can think clearly. He had a 0% chance of living. But my God is a good God. He's a healing God. He can make a way in the middle of the pressure. He says, I will reveal my power in the pressure. I might not take the pressure away from you. I might just get into it like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'll just get in the fire with you. And guess what? I'll show my power to the world. How else will they know him unless he could be revealed inside of you and me? So, God, I can't carry this. I can't carry this. Pressure! I can't carry this burden of my family. I can't carry this burden of my, my sickness. I can't carry the burden of my dreams. I can't carry this burden of my call. He goes, hey, can you just surrender this stuff to me? And in your surrender, guess what? I start to come in and release my power so you be able to do the things and, and go through things that you thought you couldn't make it through. This scripture is so good, I want to bring you to this scripture that's going to really pull apart the power and the pressure. 2 Corinthians 4.7, I'm almost done, are y'all okay? 2 Corinthians 4.7, but we have this treasure. So the treasure, I always thought, was that my gifts and my talents? I'm so full of treasure, you have treasure inside of you? No, listen, but we have this treasure... In jars of clay, who's the jars of, jars of clay? Yeah, this is class. Me. Say, everyone, say me. me. We have a treasure inside of me to show that this all-surpassing what? Power. Power. So the treasure in me is the power, and it's not from God. It's from God and not of me. So the pressure reveals. Listen, let's follow me, pressure reveals it's not about me. The pressure reveals this all-surpassing power that can only be revealed when the pressure is applied. So I'm not the power, I'm the pod. He's the power. So he says, the Bible says, I will not give you more than you can bear. That's not talking about trials and burdens. That's talking about temptations. He will most certainly give you more than you can bear with trials and temptations. So you can realize that you weren't meant to bear it and you will tap into the the power supply that is available to you. You will begin to access. So no pressure, no power. Can we say that? No pressure, no power. Oh, you're getting this. Come on, say it again. No pressure, no power. maybe, Maybe the pressure is trying to point me upwards. See, I don't think that he's trying to prevent the pressure. I think there is a purpose to the pressure that he's giving us. I think he, he allows us to have this certain amount of pressure. So either we could buckle and be crushed by it, or we could go, God, I need your power right now. I need to reach out for your power right now. He's trying to get us to lean and forward. Let me, let me, let me show you this way. This is us. We say, we feel the weight's we feel the heaviness, the pressures coming at all sides, things that we didn't feel like we were expecting blindside us, relationships and our marriage and our health. And we say, ah, oh, you know what? I'm going to f- try to fight this myself. I think I can, I can do this. I- I'm, I'm going to try to control this thing and try to figure out through my own ideas and through my own, uh, uh, you know, smarts, maybe I can figure out how to get my way out of this. And, you know, uh, we hear shouts and we hear things from the enemy during this time and we start to kind of think maybe maybe that is true about me and maybe, maybe that is right we start to consider them as truth and and we're feeling the the heat we're feeling like you know I don't know if I need community I don't know if I need to be at church I mean I could do this alone I could figure this out alone and the pressure comes and it is, it's crushing crushing have you ever been crushed by the pressure I'll be the first, but there's a better way. This is what he's saying, Second Corinthians. I'm pressed. Actually, I'm pressed on all sides. Ugh. But somehow, the enemy's coming at me and attacking me in every way. I mean, it's been so hard, Chrissy. You don't even understand like what I've been walking through. I don't know how I can get through this, but you're pressed and somehow, In your humility, in your surrender, you let go of control and you let God come in with his power and you find out, now he pressurizes the system of my life. And now I can go up to altitudes that I normally wouldn't even be able to breathe in, but now he's given me his power in the pressure. So now this all surpassing power, it's not of me. Oh, because I would have I been dead by now. I would have been hopeless by now. I wouldn't even be in this room this morning if it weren't. But somehow the power, I shouldn't even, I should be hopeless, but I've got his power. I should be totally depressed, but I've got his power. I should be suicidal, but I've got his power. I should not be alive, but I've got his power. He sustained me. I'm pressed, but I'm not crushed. I'm struck down, but I'm not destroyed. Why? Because the power of God has filled me up to overflowing. And so now I can walk through the things that I thought were impossible to get through. The enemy has lied to you to make you believe. You're going to be destroyed. Paul's coming back saying, no, no, no. Not if I've got his power. The, the pressure reveals his power. Everything's going good. How God show his power? I have to have the pressure to be able to even see the power of God revealed. The reason you see the, you're clapping and excited about my dad because the power of God was revealed because there was sickness and there's adversity. But then somehow people thought there's no way he's going to be healed. People that were atheists, people didn't, didn't know God. And then all of a sudden, Wow, God must be powerful. God, wow, he must be How are you at peace right now going through what you're walking through? How are you not depressed? How do you have joy? Oh, because I've got his power. I've got his power. I've got, oh, come on, ladies. Come on, I've got his power. It's letting go. It's letting go. I think that's what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane when he turned pressure into power. He was in the garden praying so much pressure that he began to break his capillaries and he sweat drops of blood. All Nobody was there. None of the disciples stayed to relieve the pressure. The son of God was carrying this. Nonetheless, not my will, but let yours be done. And right then he turned pressure into power and it was done In a place called gethsemane which means olive press and the world's greatest power came from the savior's greatest pressure power of god is here right now i'm gonna end with this scripture and i believe every one of you god has something for you today truth be told we're all experiencing pressure right now the, the, the world we're living in, this is too much. We have to go, God, that's it. I surrender, I let go. Have your way, have your way. I surrender my will, my hopes, my plans, my dreams, my way of doing things. I need, your kingdom is your way of doing things. That's what the kingdom of God is. Not my way, but your way, God. Let me end with this scripture. Second Corinthians four sixteen Therefore we do not lose heart lose your hurt, but don't lose your heart. Let me say that again. Lose your hurt, but don't lose your heart. Your heart is what you need to love again, to believe again, to dream again. You need your heart, but lose lose your, so it says it: don't lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Verse 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Let me tell you this last story and we're going to end. My sister has been sick with rheumatoid arthritis for 29 years and it's crippling deforming disease. I don't know if you have a picture of her hand. She is only a couple years older than me. She can hardly walk. She can't even open a water bottle. This is her hand. It's just started to deform. It's pain from the top of her. I, I mean she has pain every single day of her life. She's crying. The other day she called me and she she starts giving me scriptures. She starts encouraging me and and, and, and I'm like thinking, how are you even encouraging me? She goes, you know, Christy, I know I'm going to get through this. I know God is going to heal me and I'm I'm just going to keep having faith that he's going to heal my body. And and I know one day that I'm going to have a ministry and I'm going to be able to pray for people and I'm going to see them healed. And I know God's told me I'm going to write a book. And I just, I said, yes, God, God God is going to do that. I really believe Kelly that God. going to do that in your life you know what she's saying she's pointing to the glory that is on the other side that's gonna be far greater than what she's experiencing in the moment oh on the other side of this I'm gonna have greater faith on the other side of this I'm gonna be stronger on the other side of this I'm gonna be more courageous oh on the other side of this I'm gonna be a worshiper and an intercessor on the see the pressure is pointing to your end but God is releasing his power in the pressure to sustain you right now, right now. You know, can we just lift our hands in the presence of God? Actually, can we just stand up? Just in the presence of God. Let's just do this. The enemy's pointing at you right now, and what you're gonna do is point to God. Why don't you just take your point. It's not gonna be me. There's nothing I can do. I don't have the power. I'm not strong enough. Who do I look to? I'll look to you. <laughs> look at this. Yeah, just look up. Put both hands, that's it. Whatever it is, right now, I want you to just visualize what it is. Where's the pressure coming from? What's the attack? Oh, it's not greater than my God. He's not intimidated. He's not intimidated by cancer. He's not intimidated by sickness. He's not intimidated. Oh, just tell him, I need you, God. I let go of controlling this. I'm not doing it in my own strength. Oh God, I thank you, God that you're coming right now, releasing your power. You're releasing your power. Yeah, just let him in, just let him in. Just let him in, this is not rushed. Let him work. Just let go. You feel like the weights have been so much you can't even carry. Just want you to know that the enemy doesn't attack ordinary common people. He attacks people with a purpose. He attacks people with a destiny. Oh, so if you're feeling the pressure and you're feeling the attack, oh, there must be something powerful inside of you. Oh, there must be something big inside of you. Oh, you're a threat to the enemy. You must be making a big impact on the other side of this. So I'm not gonna give up because I have a picture to get to. There's something on the other side. God, I pray right now for new vision. Right now, God's giving you new pictures. New pictures. New pictures. Give you new vision. Vision gives purpose to pain. Vision gives, oh, just visualize your marriage being restored. Visualize you having that baby and being pregnant. Visualize yourself being healed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He says, "Yeah, just close your eyes, receive that. He's giving you new pictures. Downloading. It's like he's downloading like a computer. The enemies put these awful pictures, almost like you've had nightmares, and these these pictures have been literally seared into your your mind. But I, I, God is 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 renewing your mind right now and giving you a new picture that's from heaven on that situation. Just get that as you picture it. I remember." When I had a miscarriage, I just began to picture what it looked like with me having, being a mom and having a baby. And I pictured what that, even to the details, that she would have blonde hair and blue eyes and this little girl. And lo and behold, I get pregnant and Lyric is that. I just begin to be specific with God. What does this picture look like? If, you, if you've been sick in your body, what does it look like for you to be healed? Are you running around again where you couldn't run? That's what my sister would say. She said, she would say, "Hey, I can snowboard now. I've never done it in my life. I've never been skating before, but I I see myself skating." Yeah. Some of you just picture yourself reconciling with your father. You've never been able to bring that healing, and God wants to heal that that relationship. Just see yourself with your family in church. You've been praying and believing for them to get saved. Oh, just picture them being lit on fire for Jesus. Yeah. There it is. That's it. So beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you, Jesus.